So welcome to our leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Um, today's special guest is Gillian Fitzgerald, who is the Customer Experience Manager of Slack. Um, so welcome, Gillian. We're delighted to have you as part of the series. Thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here as well. Fantastic. So, um, so you've had a really interesting uh, career journey through uh, Slack. Um, what prompted you to uh, get into tech? Good question. Um, so, as you mentioned, I've been uh, at Slack um, and I've been here for about four years. Um, in September will be my four year anniversary at Slack. Um, and prior to that, I worked in a smaller SaaS startup um, focused around social media advertising. And so I think my, my interest in tech and, and um, the industry probably started back in university. Um, I remember a digital marketing module where we looked at different innovations and different products. And I think for me, that just was very exciting to see, you know, the possible uh, technologies out there and, and, and the advancements that are possible. And so Having worked in the, the tech industry now for around seven years, um, I continue to be impressed by the, the progress and just the pace of change. Um, and just, I think it's just exciting to see, see new things coming out there. Fantastic. And so you mentioned that you've been at Slack for four years now, and you started your career off as um, a customer service agent, and you've worked yourself through to uh, leading a team, which is fantastic. So um, did you always plan to move into leadership? Yeah, I guess I was thinking about this a little bit and I think it was always my goal, but I might not always have admitted it or even like realized it for myself. Um, when I was at my previous company, um, I was leading a team there and I did really enjoy that. Um, but when I moved to Slack, I made that conscious de decision to move into kind of an individual contributor role. I re realized and recognized I had a lot to learn and moving into a bigger company, there was going to be a totally different environment. It was a different scale. And so um, when I moved into that role, I kind of threw myself into different opportunities. I tried to like learn as much as I could. And I've had some really great managers at Slack. And I think that has really helped me to kind of challenge myself. They've helped me to, you know, believe in myself and they've helped me to find that path into and during people management. So um, I think it was probably always in the back of my mind, yes, but maybe I needed a little bit of uh, help to get there. Fantastic. And so um, what additional skills did you have to learn in order to transition into a leadership position? Yes, that's a good question. Um, plenty. Um, so I actually was really fortunate. I got to do a in um, IC to manager uh, program at Slack before I um, moved into my manager role. So I got to work with different leaders in the company um, and in our department to work on certain skills like coaching, feedback, um, you know, difficult conversations, um, problem solving, different things like that. So I had a, a little bit of, um, I guess, training or, or learning before I moved into the job. But since then, I think it's been a lot of learning on the job and um, it's a constant uh, work in progress. I think there's always more to learn and um, I've really had to, you know, focus at different times on, on different things um, and continue to do so. Excellent. And so um, what were some of the, the challenges that you faced moving into leadership? 
Yeah, I guess for me, one thing, I suppose, moving from a peer to a manager can always be a little bit daunting. Um, and it's a totally different uh, role. I obviously knew Slack, I knew the product, I knew the department, but moving from that IC to, to manager role um, was a big change. And I think for me, I was very open with my team about that when I took them on that, you know, I'm not going to get everything right. I'm going to have to learn a lot as well. And I spent a lot of time with everyone one-on-one, -on -one, just like listening and, and taking in their feedback, hearing their questions or concerns, and then trying to figure out, okay, how do we move forward from here? So yeah, I think for me, that was, that was always going to be a little bit of a, a challenge, but um, hopefully I, I navigated that quite well. And um, I think having that like really honest and open culture in my team is something that's really important to me and has really helped with my team's success that we are very um, forward with each other and, and, and collaborative as well. Fantastic. And it, it's, it's almost the power of, of the team coming together and listening to everybody's um, opinions and thoughts and together you are stronger as a team mm -hmm. rather than as a, a collection of individuals. Absolutely. And that's super important for me. And, um, you know, I have often like meetings with my team where we just sit down and talk about our team culture and how we work together. And I think having those conversations is really like uh, valuable because it just helps us to be aligned and, you know, we can air any, you know, challenges that we're having or things that we need to fix and um, not, not anything is set in stone. So, yeah, I think that for me, that's that's always been something I've tried to stay true to is just being really transparent with my team and also just having that open space for them to, to come and, and speak. And they're all signs of a great leader as well. Open communication, transparency, um, connecting with others, empathy, listening to feedback. So congratulations that you've actually embedded that from the start of your leadership journey. Um, it often takes people many years to, uh, to get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, so have you experienced any setbacks along the way? I guess... Um when I think of setbacks, you know, there's always small things that happen along the way. There's definitely things that you could do better or you might've made mistakes on. Um, but I think in terms of a setback, one thing for me was that when I started at Slack, I started as a senior agent. So that was the role that I was hired into. Um, and a few weeks into to my time there, there was um, some discussions around whether a senior agent should be an external hire or whether they should be internally promoted. And I think to set people up for success, it felt unfair to hire people into that role and have those expectations on someone who's still only trying to, you know, navigate a new company, a new role. Um, and so my manager spoke with me and gave me the, the option of whether I wanted to, to stay in that role or, or step back into um, an agent role. And I guess the idea was to set me up for success. And at the time, it felt like a tough decision because it felt a little bit like, oh, I'm taking, you know, a step back. But ultimately, I think it actually really helped me because it gave me that bit of drive or motivation to get back there and to, to prove myself and show what I could do. So, yeah, I guess a setback is probably not necessarily the, the word I would use, but it was definitely um, a bit of a challenge at the time. That's really interesting because a lot of us experience um, setbacks in our careers um, and often at the time it's very difficult to see that sometimes they're gifts for us or mm. um, sometimes we have to step backwards in order to really leap forwards. Um, and actually I think it's really inspirational that you know that you've had that 
you know, step back or step back. Uh, and then from that, you were actually able to become a much stronger leader and it actually set you up for success in future roles. So I think for our audience, particularly now uh, in our current climate, I think we're all experiencing some form of uh, setbacks, whether it's professionally or personally. Um, and, and so there's a lot we can learn from your experiences there. Um, so, so talking about sort of sort of setbacks, it, it also leads on to uh, resilience, um, and you know resilience is uh, so important as um, as a leader, but also resilience um, in our sort of personal life as well. So, so how do you stay mentally fit and healthy so that you can cope with all of these different scenarios? Ooh, good question. Um... I can't say that I always get it right and that I'm, uh, I have it nailed. Absolutely not. Um, I can certainly be my, my own worst critic as well. And, you know, my team will know that and the people that I work with will tell you that as well, that um, that's something I'm, I'm always working on. Um, but I do think there are some things that I do to kind of help with that resilience and that, um, I guess, as you, as you framed it, men keeping mentally fit. Um, and for a long part of my life, I was a gymnast. So I think for me, that taught me a lot around perseverance and resilience and a lot more that I probably don't have enough time to talk about. But I think um, it's that idea of, you know, you try something, it might not work, you try it again, um, and just kind of getting up and, and trying again. Um, but I think there's some other things that I do to try frame things and, and um, think about things in a different way. So I think I, I said it before, but I try to see everything as an opportunity and, and just embrace any chance to do something new or to learn. I try not to see things as challenges or blockers. I try to see them as, okay, this is an opportunity for me to solve something or to you know try something different. Um, I also try to keep things in perspective. Um, I often ask myself, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? And if it's not life or death, you know, that's okay um, for me. Um, and just be grateful for, you know, what I have, the opportunities that I'm given. And I think that's that's really helped me in a lot of ways. Um, and I think one thing I've learned over COVID and this whole pandemic is I really notice it on the days where I maybe don't go outside for a walk or do my yoga or something. So I think keeping that physical fitness as well is super important for me. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the importance of creating that routine, um, you know, in terms of looking after our mental health, physical health is really important, particularly now that certainly the tech industry is, is working from home largely for the next year. Um, so how do you create those um, routines in your in your sort of day to day life? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different now that we're working from home and I've had to adjust quite a lot. Um, I used to have, you know, a walk in the morning, a bit of a commute and the same in the evening. Um, so now I find, you know, it, it's very different, but I, I'm liking the working from home in that I can get up a bit earlier and do my yoga class um, virtually um, before I start my day. So that's been a, a really important thing for me. Um, and then again, as I said, trying to get out for a walk in the evenings, uh, listen to a podcast, just completely switch off. I think there's a temptation when you're working from home to just like sit at the laptop all day and, you know, it's easy to run over at the end of the day as well. So I really try to like shut down the laptop and, and switch off at the end of day. Um, but yeah, it has to be a conscious effort, I think. I don't think it comes easy. Absolutely. Um, and so just my, my final question. So you've, you've sort of uh, moved into to sort of leadership now. What's next for you? Yes, um, 
I don't have any specific plan, I think, in terms of a next uh, step. But for me, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. And I, I, I love being at Slack and um, I love my team. So I think for me, it's really just about continuing to like have those challenges, continuing to learn new things um, and stretch myself. So, yeah, I think that's that's really my focus at the moment is just continuing to, to grow and learn new things. Fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today, Gillian. Um, lots of, um, you know, I love your story into leadership as well. And I love your, you know, the integration of sports psychology into your way of working as well. So I think our audience can take a, a lot of value away from that. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been really lovely to talk to you today.